Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. You look to your buddies, you look to your friends. There's only a couple guys in the whole world that make me love pro wrestling, and you're one of them. You know all the bad shit you've heard about us? It's all true. But another thing that's true is we love professional wrestling, and that's why we're here. I'm not sports entertainer anymore. Talk to them, kid. This is a new beginning, and it starts tonight. A new day is dawning for DX. Hey, X-Pac 12360 fans, we are back. I'm Christy Olsen here with the one and only Sean X-Pac Waltman. We are so excited to break down the week's news with you. We are going to be chatting with our special guest, Justin Credible, today. It's going to be a good one. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing fantastic. I'm just trying to match the energy that you have right now. How was that? Amazing. That was my instruction. That was great. All right. Plus, I get every time I hear the intro, I get to hear my best friends put me over. <laughs> tell me how, you know, talking about how great I am. So Not a bad way to start the day. Yeah. Well, Keep actually, hearing that enough and, you know. We need a little boost today, or I would think, <laughs> because you came hobbling in here a little bit. Oh, I hate deal. to blow you up right away, but... We got to talk about this. What happened in Chile this weekend? I broke my foot. Ah, no big deal, right? Pretty much no big deal. (laughs) You're such a pro. (laughs) That's just, I mean, it's a broken foot. Well, what What happened? There's nothing you can do about it. Just let it heal. Okay. Well, I mean, ideally let it heal unless you have a match (laughs) on Saturday in Ransom, West Virginia. (laughs) Well, well, let's go, go back to Chile first. We, I know you had a good time, despite the broken foot. What happened exactly, or how was the match? It was good. The thing is, is I didn't know what to expect when I went down down there. Because, I mean, I really, I didn't really know much about Chile in general. Mm-hmm. The only thing I knew about Chile was that, you know, about thirty years ago they had a dictator named General Pinochet, which you know that was about the extent of my knowledge. Already more it. than I knew. And I um, and and so I really didn't know anything about, you know, any kind of wrestling, Lucha Libre, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I didn't know anything about their native wrestling. And um, I was extremely, well, I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. Pleasantly surprised. And one of the guys that was one of my, one of my opponents who they have, um, they're using as a villain, as a heel down there. His name is Ariel Levy. And he's a, the, the, I think he's the biggest movie star in Chile. Yeah, I've definitely heard that name before. Yeah, yeah. he. Matter of fact, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, before I left, we shot an angle where he beat me up in the parking lot, and he was in this movie called Green Inferno with Eli Roth. Oh, that was a big one. Yeah, well, I don't know if it was a big one or not. <laughs> cr- critically acclaimed, at least. Uh, <laughs> but. You know, then he sl- he throws the movie down on my chest, and he's like, "Enjoy my movie, cabron," or what? I, f- I forget exactly what he said. Some expletive. 
do you coach those guys? <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm doing it now. Through something like that? Obviously, oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. the vet. Do they ask you for advice? Yes. Well, actually, the whole thing was my idea because I didn't realize what a big star this guy was and how much potential he had until we're actually in the middle of the match. And I see him make his entrance and the people go crazy for him. You know, I mean, just because he might not technically be as good as some of the other guys, Mm -hmm. but he had something that you can't teach. You can teach, you can teach him how to wrestle. You can't teach him to be a natural born star like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I just decided, and and, and we beat him in the match. I mean, cleanly, we we beat him cleanly. And afterwards I'm going, why did we beat him? He's your like top guy. And you know, um, you should be protecting him. Well, who's we, if you don't mind my asking? Myself, a, a guy named Eddie Vergara, who was, um, oh, okay. who was their champion down there, who is a baby face, supposed to be a baby face, but works like a heel. <laughs> and my opponent is a heel, but like the people will like him as a baby face. So I, I guess that's, that's what you learned about the Chile style, huh? Well, Those about lines that are blurred partic- a little bit? Well, just about that particular <laughs> situation. Uh uh, but anyways, you know, I realized the guy was um, I'm like, okay, there's something like, okay, we call for the people that don't know the terminology of our industry. Uh, when a heel loses, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll get our heat back the next night or or that night right after the match, the term get his heat back is like, you know, he might have lost, but then he beats the shit out of you. Or he jumps you in the parking lot. <laughs> Throws his movie so on your chest. I wanted him to get his heat back before I left Chile. Mm-hmm. And so he could uh, um, take credit for breaking my leg and kicking me out of, you know, running me out of Chile. That's really cool because I'm guessing when they book someone like you for something like that, you really, all you have to do is go in, do your match, get paid, and leave. Sure. It's not your responsibility to put anyone over or to make sure that you leave him with some heat, right. but you're still concerned about that. Yeah, because when I leave, those guys and ladies all still have to be there to try to continue to build that uh, company. Mm-hmm. And they have they have a good opportunity there. It's very It's virgin territory, <laughs> pretty much, as I like to as a lot of us like to use that term. Well, so I got I got to know I'm harping on this foot, but I'm just so curious. Did you continue the match or what went down exactly? Oh, I You know what? Some I think I might stop telling guys how to take my kick <laughs> and just kick them cuz I tell them like I'll say like put a hand up, right? And so I uh Am I giving away too many trade secrets here? No, this is the Austin, juice. This is the good Steve, stuff. If Steve Austin is listening, hey, I'm sorry if I'm giving away too many trade secrets. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, so, you know, I'm trying to protect these guys because when my foot comes at you, it, like, I'm, you know, I'm, get, I'm getting a little long in the tooth, but my feet still work really good. And uh, so the guy got, he even told the promoter afterwards, he goes, I was just scared. And so he put, you know, both, he blocked it like you would really block uh, a high kick. And man, I I kicked him right in the elbow and um, I was done. Yeah. And I didn't even realize, I knew it hurt, you know, and and all that. But with the adrenaline still going, you don't. You don't really feel it? Yeah, I didn't. uh, uh, probably about three, four hours later, um, 
after sushi, I had to be carried out of the place. You got to get your sushi in first. Of course. You got priorities. Chilean sushi is pretty damn good. (laughs) You know what, though? Here's the thing. You ever go to the restaurant and you see on the menu, Chilean sea bass? Yes. Right? It's on every menu. So I go down there and I'm I'm telling everybody, I'm like, so what's up with the Chilean sea bass? And they're like, huh? What's that? (laughs) And I'm like, I knew it. I knew it was bullshit. I knew it. It's just like people in Australia don't drink Fosters. (laughs) Apparently the Chile thing is just a gimmick for the sea bass. Yes. Damn it. I love it. (laughs) Well, how were those fans to you down there? Oh, my God. They're awesome. The place was sold out, and uh, the the national media covered it a lot. And the guys are new at promoting, though. Uh, and so they had a press conference after the match, but they forgot to have me come out and be part of the press conference. <laughs> and then they told me, like, later, <laughs> oh, yeah, we had this press conference. And I'm going, you had a press conference? Really? Where was I? Oopsie. And they go, Oh, we should have had you in the press conference, right? I'm like, dur, dur, dur. <laughs> no, but they were great. They're gonna do fantastic. That's cool. And yeah. so you're so you're still gonna head into your gig next weekend, of course. Despite the injury, man. Here's the thing: when respect some, that. Man. All right, when when a promoter books you and is promoting you for. Three, four, five months, whatever the case may be. Okay. And then four days out from the show, you say, I'm sorry, I can't make it. I got a broken foot. Boy, that is like, that is like the one of the worst things you can do to a promoter. Mm-hmm. And it's not my fault. You know, um, you know, a lot of people would understand that I wouldn't show up, but I just don't operate like that. So I'm going to go. I'm gonna, you know, and a lot of it is that people just want to see me. That's right. And of course I'm they so do. grateful for that. Of course so they do. grateful. Well, and you know, the people can actually hear you as well on iTunes. Do you like that segue? I do. I got to take this time to remind them that we are on YouTube and iTunes. We would love it if you would hit subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Leave a little comment. Let us know what you think about the show. We love hearing from you, and we don't want you to miss a single episode. So please subscribe on iTunes. And on that note, I think maybe we could head into the Xbox One Two Three Sixty news for the week. And now, Xbox One Two Three Sixty Wrestling News. WWE signs seven new talents from China to developmental contracts. This happened following the tryout, the four-day tryout in Shanghai that happened in June. So WWE and Triple H have decided to sign seven folks out of the 34 that they saw that day. And these guys are impressive. This was the first ever tryout in China. And they came across a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's major. And right, I... I was telling you earlier, like the difference between a purple belt and Taekwondo or karate and a Brazilian jiu-jitsu purple belt. It's not even, I mean, the only thing that's the same is that they're both purple. (laughs) One you get in a few months, one that takes years. (laughs) Yeah. So this guy is really accomplished and he's just one of many. Another one of the candidates is six feet eight 
almost seven feet tall. There's a female who owns her own fitness studio. We are really, really anxious to see what these folks are going to do. They will be reporting to the Performance Center in Orlando in Florida. But until then, of course, WWE is in Shanghai this weekend. They have an event where uh, NXT's Bing Wang will be wrestling. So all of the seven new signees will be there uh, to support Bin Wang in Shanghai this weekend. So maybe we'll see him on the network. Bin Wang, yeah. yeah. That rolls up the tongue nicely, right? <laughs> Bin Wang. Ben Wang. Yeah. <laughs> we got two words for you. Ben Wang. <laughs> hey, that's almost an, as good as an endorsement. But, okay. All I can say about this is it's about damn time. Mm-hmm. China's only the biggest emerging market in the world. I think India's up there too, but they've already they've already uh gone to India and recruited some talent from from India. So China, I mean, it's they could run, they could just open up like we were talking about earlier. They could they could have a a China specific wrestling company. Uh it's that, I mean there's 7 billion people there. Yeah. And they're very na- they're very national nationalistic, very, you know, Mm-hmm. Very much, you know, the Chinese pride. Japan's like that a lot, you know. So that's why I was telling you before we came on air. Uh, no matter how big WWE is, they're still always going to be like a place like Mexico. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be that Mexican wrestling. There's always going to be that Japanese wrestling. Same could the same could be said for China. Mm-hmm. But um, back to WWE being there, it just, I mean. It, doesn't make it couldn't make any more sense right and then john cena goes over there and uh and and just spits out a speech in perfect mandarin like come on how about that wow and then people want to want and people want to ask or if anybody still wants to question why he's the man come on unbelievable so you're giving some props to john cena i'm always giving props to john cena that's cool that's cool. I think sometimes people think it's the cool thing to hate on him, but I'm it a is, fan and too. he's cool with that. Yeah. It's, hey, if you want to hate John Cena, hate away. <laughs> but you got to recognize—I mean, the guy's phenomenal in the ring. He definitely is, and a phenomenal face for the company. Mm-hmm. And he's part of the reason why they're able to have these relationships with such big corporate sponsors like Coca-Cola or you know these these type of companies. Mm-hmm. Which weren't really, I mean, as great as the Attitude Era was, none of those companies were really lining up to jump on board back then. <laughs> you, you, weren't, you weren't on the box of the Wheaties or Fruity Pebbles no, back then? No, no. Oh, Hanson's Energy Drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know John Cena has a little bulldog because Nikki's always Instagramming photos. So I'm sure he will be rocking some of this. Wait for the headline. Petmate releases WWE pet product collection. This makes me excited. I know you're a dog lover, too. This is so cool. So there's going to be a new collection of WWE products available nationwide, including pet beds, collars, leashes, toys, featuring John Cena, The Rock, Steve Austin. They are on shelves around the country. You can also get it at PetSmart.com, Amazon, and Walmart.com. Amongst them, like the toys, there's a, a mock divas belt and a money in the bank briefcase so you can play tug of war with your dog this is just fun all around i I can't wait to get my little bobo some of those besides how cool it is (laughs) they are gonna make so much (laughs) money no i mean people will spend 
way more money on their pets than they will oh, their yeah. husband or wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Even their kids sometimes. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, so watch watch Sean and I's Instagrams for photos of our dogs rocking those, oh, for yeah. sure. For Are sure. we going to have some one one two three sixty pet, uh, oh, pet products, too? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, man. Oh, yeah, my little Chi-Chi looks good in green, so I'm down with that. All right. right. Enough about our four-legged friends. I know we could talk about that all show. But we had mentioned John Cena as well, and he had kind of a scary moment with the Big Show on the WWE's recent trip to the Philippines. They were over there, and Big Show and John Cena were in a match. uh, Big Show took to the ropes to do his little bounce like he usually does, and uh, usually goes off without a hitch, but all 450 pounds of him caused the rope to give way, completely collapsed in the middle of their match. Now, WWE is attributing this to a defective ring, but these two guys did not miss a beat. Both of them just kept on going. John Cena picked up the big show and then pinned him for the win as if nothing had gone down. So when when we were talking about this earlier, I kind of had the impression that it was the top rope that broke. I don't know why, but I'm sure it was the second, right? I think it was the second rope, yeah. Okay. Well, regardless, it could have been every single rope. Exactly. And those guys would have figured out exactly what to do. They would have caught, like they did that night, call an audible in there. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they were laying on the ground laughing their ass off. That was probably the hardest part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To not laugh. Sure. And and they're both big-time pros. I mean, there's a reason. They are where they are. True that. Yep. As someone who's wrestled in so many different wrestling rings, Sean, do you prefer cable as ropes or actual rope as ropes? That's a good question. I personally, uh, I have no preference anymore. But when I used to try to do uh, some, you know, rope work trip, you know, tricks, jump into the ropes, uh, the cable ropes are a little sturdier for that. And, and especially when it comes... Uh, when it comes to uh, the bigger rings, like a 20-foot ring, or actually any size ring, the cable ropes. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. You ever see, like, somebody do, like the like Jericho do the lion salt? Yes. In the WWE ring? Yes. Uh, well, he does it from the middle, but a lot of guys, when they do that, or when they do the catapult from the outside, jump up onto the ropes and... A springboard? Springboard, yeah. Uh, you'll see them not do it from the middle as much just because the ropes are looser in the middle, the the, the hemp rope. So that's where the cable comes in uh, handy. But for me, I don't care. doesn't matter to me one way or another. It used to be kind of a thing that down south, a lot of the rings had, had uh, steel cable rope with like a garden hose or something like that over it. Wow. And the and the and the, the southern rings mostly were wooden framed as well. WCW's rings were wood frame rings, and while while the northern ones like WWE's is was always metal, mm-hmm. and still is. Wow! Don't know if anybody knew that or not. But <laughs> now you do. Now you know. <laughs> Cue the rainbow. Uh, well, one thing that uh, the WWE Universe did not know about until told was that Vince McMahon suffered an injury recently while training that actually required surgery. People were kind of wondering where he was at for a while, but the big story here is that the WWE announced this and then literally said, oh, but he'll be back at work tomorrow. 
So they held off on telling us a little bit. I know Vince McMahon is notorious for training very, very hard. I'm sure he did not want everybody to know all about this, but we're glad to hear that he's all right and back at work. He never sells anything. Okay. (laughs) There was a time... uh, Well, first of all, a few months ago... This was a few months ago when he started missing work, right? Yeah, but the the surgery and, and injury were most recent. Okay. Yeah. However, I had people like trying to figure out what was going on with Vince, you know, hitting me up on Twitter, DM me, do you know anything about Vince? And I'm like, no, nobody's going to know anything about Vince and what's going on until he's. Until he wants wants us to? to. Yes. And uh, I'm going to go back to a story uh, back during the Attitude Era. Vince loves. Uh, to ride motorcycles. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. And he had a motorcycle that's called a Boss Haas. And this motorcycle had a 350 cubic inch small block engine. Like that That would be in a, uh, you know, in an old vet or, a, um, you know, an old Nova or, you know, old muscle car. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what happened, you know, I do know, actually, I do know what happened. Somebody pulled out in front of him, and he hit them. And he went flying over the over the bike, oh over the God. car. He went flying a long way, and he fractured his pelvis severely. Oh. And he, I mean, that is, he was in excruciating pain. And I actually saw him, and, and I know he didn't want me to see him, but I actually saw him selling it a little bit when he didn't think anybody was uh, looking he wouldn't even sit in a wheelchair when he came to work. He stood with a broken effing pelvis. Man. Yeah. And you couldn't tell and his there was no there were no tells. You can usually look at somebody's eyes and tell what's going on. Mm-hmm. If they're in pain, if they're miserable, whatever the case. Not with that guy. Man, <laughs> that's just unbelievable. Not not if you know Vince. <laughs> Well, he's he's mildly involved in this last story I have for you, too. And there's been a lot of chatter online about this. The big guy Ryback is legally changing his name, his first name, to Ryback. He says that he didn't own it, but that he created it and that he used it before his time with WWE. And so he's gone through the process submitting. You have to like publish an announcement in a lo- local newspaper and things like that. It hasn't been signed off on by a judge at this point, but it looks like it's close to having that happen. So he will be legally Ryback Allen Reeves as soon as he gets the approval on that. Okay. What do you think? I have no problem with it. Uh, they, you'll hear people make fun. Oh, kind of, I like the warrior changing his name to Mm -hmm. warrior and, you know, uh, but really, man, whatever makes him happy. I honestly don't think Vince will, I don't think WWE will fight that. No. Well, I mean, really, if you go about it that way, it's really not a lot anybody can do. Mm -hmm. And if it's that important and people know him as Ryback when he walks down the street. Uh, people aren't going to call him Skip Ryan, Sheffield. Skip Sheffield. Or, yeah, it's, hey, Ryback. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is kind of his identity. I'm wondering if more guys will follow suit after this, if this will become the, a trend. I don't know. You know, I, who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm not <laughs> sure. You're going to stick with Sean? Me? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually thinking about going, changing, first name 
can you have a a first name that has letters? Or, or I mean numbers. numbers? <laughs> yeah. I feel letters. like you Did probably I can. That? I, oh I feel like you can. I know what you meant. What's, what's Do you your name? Be Xbox my name one, is two, one, two, three. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and kid would be your middle name, right? One, two, three, kid Waltman. Very official. Beautiful. How do you I feel about it. this, Christy? I know how much you love Ryback. Are you I, glad he didn't change it to the big guy? I do. Well, you know, I think anything that he needs to do to keep doing what he's doing, he's more determined to stay in the limelight and continue wrestling and to also kind of change the way that things are done and the way that people see the business. And he really seems determined to do that. So I give him props for taking this step. And I don't think it'll be the last thing we see him do that'll that'll make headlines as far as this kind of administrative stuff goes in the pro wrestling world. And I honestly, I think that at some point, you'll see him back in the WWE ring. I hope so. I hope so. It just that's usually what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this... I mean, it's not like he has nothing to offer. Come on. Mm-hmm. There was different times where he was pretty over. I mean, he was really over. Yeah, and really, I mean, I think kind of got himself over. Is that right? At first, and and you know, I mean, I don't think it, I don't think they. It wasn't planned. It mm-hmm. wasn't like somebody goes, hey, we want you to do this. and This will get you over. I mean, so he was doing something right. You know? Yeah. Well, well, now we got Nikki Bella's dog today, Ryback. We've kind of covered my wheelhouse. Right so, I, so I think that is the Xbox 12360 News for the Week. I'm Chrissy Olson, your managing editor and chief correspondent of AfterBuzz TV's Pro Wrestling News Division. And we will be right back with a great interview with our special guest, Just Incredible. Stay tuned. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360. Joining us now, he made his debut in WWF as the Portuguese Man of War, going on to score titles as both a singles and tag team competitor. Oh yeah, and he joined Sean in that old WWE faction, the X-Factor. Plus, he was the first guy to start wearing those jean shorts in the ring way before John Cena. Please welcome to the show, Just Incredible. What's there going on, What's Pete? Going on, man? ECW, former ECW heavyweight champion. That's right. I might add to that list. Thank you, Christy, because I was going to have to say that. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's honestly, hey, Peach, I'm sorry for everybody Yo. out there listening. Um, I've known uh, Justin Credible and I have been friends for 20, over, over two decades. And so, like, yeah. all, like, just like my friends call me kid, a lot of. Uh, his friends call him Peach. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, Peach, yeah. dude, thank you so much for. Um, it sucks that I have to have you on the show just just so we can talk. <laughs> Partly that's my yeah. fault though, because I suck. I I suck on the phone. <laughs> well, hey, this is better because now we all get to be a fly on the wall and hear what you guys have to say. What's going on lately, man? I'm not. I'm just uh, trying to transition from. Uh, you know, being being a pro wrestler to to, to real life, and uh, you know it's going good, uh, but but it's hard, man. It's it, it's hard. Uh, you know, I saw the Jake Roberts documentary, uh, and uh, you know Jake said something really important uh, on it. You know, the one he did with uh, Dallas Page. Sure. And he said, and he said, when you work your whole life uh, for your dreams, and they actually come true. You know, what do you do when they come to an end? 
Um, you know, uh, rock singers could sing till they're into their seventies. Look at the Stones. Uh, you know, actors could act. Uh, you know, athletes, and that's what we are. You know, we're entertainers, but we're athletes. We have a shelf life, and um, and, and there's other factors going into it. I mean, I'm 42 years young. Um, not like that, but uh, you know, there's the there's money to be made out there, but. Just not enough uh, for a father of three to keep his head above water. I just, uh, my wife and I just decided that, you know what, I'll still sign autographs and do some, you know. But right now, for me, it's time to just kind of look for something else. Or I could do the Terry Funk and come out of retirement 50 times. But uh, <laughs> Hey, man, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, remember, uh, remember uh, um, Poughkeepsie? Yeah. 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 When, when I worked, yeah. when I uh, was, it, who was it? It was Lance and I worked with, with to, uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer and Terry Funk. And, and you came yep. out as a special surprise. And it was such a cool moment. And it, I think it, it was. Might, I thought, it, I, I was almost positive it had to be Terry's last, last match, but I don't think it was. No, it wasn't. And, uh, it and, wasn't. and it was and, such a cool yeah. deal, man. You and I are on the floor and we're both in tears. It was, it was such a heavy yes. moment. Yeah. It was yeah, really cool. Yeah, it was. You but, know? And there's there's few uh, few guys like that around anymore, man. Oh my god. That's why it was and, such an honor to be in there with Terry. And uh and he yeah. cracked, he did that helicopter <laughs> the the helicopter spot with the ladder. Oh my gosh. And that was yeah. a finish. But um I fed up one more time like a dumbass and he came at he came at me straight on and I ended up with a dozen stitches. That I still have Yeah, he always What's that? No, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. I go was ahead. just going to say, I have a permanent um, souvenir from Terry that I'll remember for the rest of my life, and I'm very grateful for. <laughs> Is that why the bandana? Uh, well, it's right above the bandana. Oh, wow. And they had to, the doctor had to shave some of my hair, and which, you know, I'm a little sensitive when it comes to... I already lose enough hair as it is. I don't need the <laughs> doctor shaving any of it. <laughs> but you know something, Peach? Peach. You know that yeah. it's it, it is a heavy thing, and 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 that uh, talking about the Jake documentary and talking about what happens when you live your dreams, and you know, and then it's over, man. You know what I found out? Got to keep on dreaming, man, and have new dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of yeah. where I'm at, you know, and because I, I I definitely, man, know what you're talking about, and and I. F- I feel it every day. Like I have a broken foot right now uh, from a show from a show in Chile the other day, and um, yeah. you know different things. You know I'm not going to sit and bitch about my injuries, but it does really make you aware of that shelf life. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it does. It does. And you know, I always thought that uh, our generation bridged the gap between the old and the new. I mean, you were one of the last guys come from the territory days so you were that hip young style when you were the one two you're not even that when you were the lightning kid in global um you know and you got that old school territory mentality i've been through a territory or two up in calgary i did memphis um and then you know it's like you worked for wwf before i did yeah 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 you know, but it's like our time almost. I mean, you had your your you had you had an amazing run, both with uh, DX man, wow, and NWO. 
but uh, you know, I I, I felt like Yours, you know, hey, after, hey, Peach, let's not discount mm. let's not discount your uh, your run either, man. Seriously, the, the no, ECW stuff I, I, was I know. groundbreaking shit, man. I hear you, but I just felt like we uh, we were always the young boys, and hell, the guys that said they would retire, uh, you know, hell, Mark Undertaker was retiring in '97, right before I left the company, well, and he's still rocking it as hard, hard as ever. You know, here, hey, even before that, Peach, there when I first got there, there was talk about. Um, Taker's only, probably only got a few years left. They've been saying that Taker only has a few years left for 25 years, Peach. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. He's a freak. Yeah. The guy's a freak. Were you there when he, when, when he, when Mabel, when uh, Viscera uh, crushed his eyes, his orbital socket? And he had, yes, I was. And he had the broken ribs, and we needed him so yep. bad. The, the, I mean, business was was on its ass, and we needed Down. we right. needed him on the road. And he was there for us. He was there with the yes, flak jacket on, covering his ribs up, and like this Phantom of the Opera mask, uh, mm-hmm. pr- protecting the that. the um, the eye socket. And he was out there every yeah. night, man. And you would never. No, he did everything he he normally did in his matches. Well, you guys must have been yeah. in situations like that too, where you were injured and and kept going on anyway. Sure, but I mean, here's the difference: is the whole com- the whole company isn't depending on us uh, as that main event, right? You know, right? Yeah, and he was one of our main draws, and like Sean said, those were the lean years. Uh, you know, very lean years for a lot of guys. So we really spread thin, and it was very difficult to lose a guy uh, of his magnitude. So uh, he, he he's a one of he's a one of a kind athlete. He's a one of a kind one of a kind human being. Unbelievable man. Stand 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 up guy. If there ever was one, always treated me with respect. I don't have a negative story to say. About I, Mark, I don't. I can't think of one. I can't think of one. Anybody else like secondhand? About Mark. I mean, yeah. not trying to sit here and blow smoke up Taker's ass, but I mean, he's just one of those guys. But um, yeah. you know, you were you're talking about uh, just a, a little bit ago uh, about you know the guys that were supposed to retire not retiring. Well, yeah, you know that's really I I, I figured it out Vige, as I became one of those guys that people are waiting to retire. It's not for us to retire. It's for the young ones to put us out of our misery. Oh. It's just like the law of the jungle, man. That's how you see it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, these kids are so, uh, God, they're all, you know, it's, it's a, times are so different now. I mean, they were, uh, these guys are in such great shape, like everybody. Um, you know, they don't, they don't, you know, we would, um, and I'm not on talking about strictly partying, but we'd go out and have a good time, you know, sit, sit in the car, have, a, you know, a couple of beers in the back seat, or go to a hotel and we'd just talk business. That's how you did business back then. You know, you'd go into the hotel room, you'd have, or the hotel, you'd have dinner and you'd talk about, well, that was, that was good. That was not good. You know, well, we should try that. How about you try that? Yeah. And you did a lot of, you did business in, in, you know, in those car rides. It was like know, Kurt, in those hotel bars. It was like Kurt Hennig taught uh, me when I first got there. Like yeah. back then, the bit, all the business, all the important business was done in the bar after the show. Yeah. 
and yeah, that is really how it right. worked. That's how it worked. Because these, and that's, you know what? What's that? Right, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I just, it we, should be like that. Yeah. Still, I mean, I mean, you know, minus the like, I mean, minus the the people dying from you know from drug sure, overdoses and all that. Like, I mean, that part I thought was, you know, um, I th- I think that that part, if we could do that without having, you know, all the casualties. Like that, I, it would be great because like so much good shit got accomplished, you know, with guys socializing together after you know yeah. after the job was done, yeah. you know, because when yeah. you you know how you yeah. know how it is, Pete, when you really like somebody a lot, you go out there and you rock yeah. it with them, and you want to make them look good, and they want to make you look good. Sure, yeah, and then and you earn a level of trust. And it's no different than going into a business meeting and you're a salesman. You earn that trust over dinner, over a handshake, over a, a you know, whatever it is, you, you earn that trust. And uh, the more I trusted somebody, man, the more I could, you know, like Tommy Dreamer and I, we did some serious stuff, man. And uh, I trusted Tommy wholeheartedly. And uh, Sabu the same way, Jerry Lynn especially. Uh, he was an amazing ECW performer out of Minneapolis. And just one of and, the uh, best he, in-ring performers ever. 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 Yes. Ever. Yes. I agree. I would I not agree. be sitting so here right now if it wasn't for Jerry Lynn. Uh, you guys killed it down in uh, in Texas. Texas, Minnesota, the Midwest. You know, um, yeah. I, just, I mean, I seriously oh. Him and so many other people, just I mean, a ton. So I didn't yeah, get here on my I own, just, people. I was, <laughs> I'm, no, yeah, I, I was just I was I was I was blessed enough to 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 you know to learn to to meet and be friends guys like Kurt Henning and 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 so many other great ones that you know kind of would just give you little snippets. And if you listened correctly, I mean, if you didn't listen, if you blew it off, then you missed the point. Yeah, but uh, sometimes you, know, you had to read between the five lines. Minutes, five minutes of his time in the locker room, you listen, man. Sure. You know, one one person that never gave me the time of day, which I was really disappointed. I never, not that I disliked him, I just never got to know him. And I, I, I tried, maybe I tried a little too hard, uh, was Bret Hart. Oh, really? I always, yeah, I always tried to. So, you know, I'd always stay, you know, me and you were infamous for staying dressed till the end of the show. More you than me, but I, I, I we wanted to, we wanted to watch the matches. Shit, I'd go to the hotel, I'd go to the hotel in my gear. Yeah, me um, too. You know, because I, I, I wanted to watch the show. It's funny you say and, that because uh, I had Scott on two well, weeks ago and he was yeah, laughing about yeah. just that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I I could never get Brett to open up to me. You know, he wasn't mean or anything. No, uh, he was he just, just a, he's a different kind of guy. He's a different kind of guy, and and it wasn't easy. Yeah. it wasn't easy for me. Like, I I just I knew so much about him, and and you know, and uh, I don't know what happened, but we just clicked really well. No pun intended with the click thing. Because he didn't, he he couldn't stand the rest of us. <laughs> but somehow, for some reason, he liked me. Uh, but yeah, yeah, and I, I can I can imagine, like especially when you look up to a guy like that. Because I was a huge Bret yeah. Hart fan. So I mean, that yeah, bums me was, out it, to hear it, that. 
Christmas party at Scott's house or something. Oh, that was another one. Yeah, because uh, we were, I believe, Hunter and I were staying at, uh, God rest his soul, Joey Mags' house in Atlanta. Because we were flying out. We did we did SmackDown, and we had a couple of days off. We did SmackDown, or Raw, and then um, we went over to overseas somewhere. I think... Somehow we ended up, me and Hunter, and I think Kev lived in Tampa at the time. Scott lived in Chiliota in the middle of nowhere. Kev lived in Daytona. And, uh, either Kev either lived Day- in Daytona okay. or Phoenix or something back then. Oh, my God. Dude, and then the stories I could tell you about that trip with Scott. Please do, Justin. Just pick one. We'll take anyone. I don't know if it's appropriate, but all I know is my wife and I are at the beautiful beach house in Cocoa Beach at the time. We wake up. um, All I know is that he's the worst driver in the world, (laughs) doing 90 miles an hour uh, in the worst road in the world in Florida. And there's this old bearded guy sitting next to my wife. She's, you know, passed out probably from drinking too much. (laughs) I'm in the front seat, scared to death. And he's just, you know, going on a rampage to probably, you know, get something else. I don't know, man. And I wake up and there's some stripper in his room and him naked. And uh, my wife goes up, oh, there's no coffee brewing. When you were talking about, you know, it's traveling and stuff like I, you can't see um, me right now, but I had this huge grin just from thinking about some of the stories of you and I traveling together that we're not going to talk yeah. about right now. Oh, I can't, no, I can't get a little no, one out of you. No. Something juicy for the fans. Oh, no. Was it, was it that rowdy? Was it, it really was that crazy? crazy? No, it wasn't crazy, but it was just... It was there were some pretty special just times. Us. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, and, I, I've cried to him like a baby. You know, I've come to him with raw emotions. Uh, I think he's done the same. He it is. was very. Uh, one thing I love about Sean is he's very real. It does not get any realer than him. Uh, he's he's highly intelligent, highly intellectual. He's very cerebral, and he loves this business and. If there's one person, I if there's two people I give equal credit to in my career is Sean Waltman and Scott Hall for even not necessarily teaching me or molding me like you know move sets or something, 
but just how to act, how to comport yourself in the locker room, how to deal with other people. Because I, I'm not going to lie, I've dealt with heavy bouts of depression, and I was one of those guys who'd walk around sometimes sulking. Not because I was upset. I was blessed to have a job with the WWF, WWE, whatever it was. But I had, you know, and then they always, you know, hey, don't do that. You know, just lead me in the right direction. You know, I was young. Right. I grew instead of college. I, instead of college, I got WWF. Um, you know, most of my adult life, I grew up in the WWF. You know, if you really sure. think about it, you you really did because you know, you're two years younger than me. Yeah. And when I showed up yeah. there, I wasn't old enough to drink yet, and you're two years oh younger gosh. than me. So that's crazy, yeah. man. <laughs> you know, yeah. and you should have seen. I, I told you. I don't know if I told you this story. The Vince McMahon speech to me. When he takes me. Remember, remember the old Lowell Memorial Auditorium. Of course. And if you've heard it, the fans will will appreciate it. He's he, Vince McMahon is a very intimidating man. Absolutely. He's very big. He's, he's in great shape. And he's a man's man. And it's very yeah, difficult. To, it's very go difficult. Ahead, it's very difficult to go into a one-on-one meeting with Vince McMahon. Oh, I'm sure. You might have everything yeah. all in your head. This is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. I'm going to hold. My, I'm going to stick to my guns on this, and tell them what happens, Peach. <laughs> it all comes out different, and you'll be happy about it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah, what you were saying. Finish the story. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just, you know, 19 years old. We were in Lowell, and I had just gotten through my match, and uh, I was not under contract yet, but at the time, they were using me as a, a jobber, an extra, an enhancement talent, which was still great for me. I was working, you know. Um, so he takes me out to the balcony, and it's nighttime. Show's starting to wind down. He's, uh, he's like, talking, just rapping, and I'm like, why are you? talking to me you know like you, you know i barely said two words to you and he points over to the americans it's a war memorial points over the american flag he goes pj here in the world wrestling federation we're much like this great country the united states of america points to the flag we're the land of opportunity right now young man i want to give you an opportunity to join WWF. What do you say to that? What the hell do you say? To I thought he was going to off me. <laughs> let me think like, about like, it. Shit me. <laughs> yeah, let me let me let me think about my options. Right. You know. Wow. So what do you say surreal, to that? You know? Yeah, how did that Because back then, you remember, there were no guaranteed deals. Well, that was, was where, all about opportunity. Yeah, that was where the whole opportunity came because here in WWF, right. we give you the opportunity, and it's what you do with it. You make as much money right, as right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, and Justin, you're saying. And I, and I, oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. You kind right. of got that opportunity coming in as an enhancement talent, and that's something that WWE has been bringing back in the last few months since the brand split. Really bringing in some local guys, and we actually saw one for the, the same one for the second time last night on SmackDown named James Ellsworth. Do you think that there's a yeah. room now for guys who come in in that way to really make it into being a WWE superstar? I, I think there's always a way to uh, to, to get noticed um, and to go to Florida to train and to get in, you know, into the performance center. I think they've done a phenomenal job. The only criticism I have 
um, of the way they do business. I mean, I, I watch, uh, I don't, it's amazing. I don't watch raw very much. I don't watch so much from the SmackDown very much, but I watch the network quite a bit because they're documentary pieces. Uh, they're the stuff that they put together, uh, the year, their interviews with the past, you know, wrestlers and stuff are amazingly well done. I mean, I got kudos to their work. Uh, they really do a great job. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think anything's possible. I think that, that, that you might find that person. It's also being at the right place at the right time. You know, exactly. the reason, the, the reason they called me over was they were, it was 94. They were doing the fake undertaker and, uh, they wanted somebody to just go to exit nine, uh, which is off 95 was where the office is and just take bumps for Mark, uh, Brian Lee. Who's going to be dressed as the Undertaker for SummerSlam? There are going to be two Undertakers wrestling each other. AKA, and, we uh, called him Faker Taker. AKA, that was our name for him. Right, 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 right. And uh, me, Mark, and Brian spent the whole week together. And uh, the old man and Pat Patterson came down uh, the Friday night. So I was supposed to work with him Monday live on Raw. So they, they came down Friday night to see like the final dress rehearsal, so to speak. And. Uh, Pat pulled me aside, started asking me all these questions, and uh, brought Vince over. And I guess I made a very good impression, you know. And the rest, uh, you know, was a stream. But one one thing I don't like is just how much these kids. I mean, they work their their butts off, man. They 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 were they're they're amazing. Um, I just hate how choreographed everything is. I miss, you'll never get a match like a Flair Steamboat calling every single thing in the ring. I agree for the intricate spots. Like, you know, I worked with Jerry Lynn. Jerry liked to do a lot of spots. And I and that's cool. And they were necessary. But we could also, you know, go outside the ring and, you know, back and forth and call it and move and put a boot up or drop, you know. I just miss the, it's, it's, no, it's no, no, no less than being a great actor. You know, the the big guys can do it. You know, Hunter can do it. The yep. other more famous uh, wrestlers can do it. You know, the Pacinos and the De Niro's can do it. But the younger guys kind of got to stay to script. And I sometimes see them mumble, you know, fumbling around because they're trying to remember word for word. And I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to just keep their product to a consistent, you know, what they want. But. I would like to see a little more loose environment with that and just allow guys to go out there and just wrestle, you know, just really wrestle. And I know TV is hard, but hell, we used to do it on TV all the time. Always. The match you and, the match you and Brett had on Raw, still one of the best matches I'd seen. Oh, thanks, you guys man. remember that? It was yeah. in Poughkeepsie, I believe. No, it was in it was in Bushkill. You know, up there in the Poconos. Bushkill, yeah. That? There was like yeah. a warehouse. I mean, the building looked like shit. But you know how Vince's production yeah. is. He could he could make a shed look like Madison Square Garden. <laughs> you guys, you got you guys killed it, man. Thanks. And 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 don't and don't tell me you guys planned every single spot. No, but there was you a know. lot of that stuff that we did have to go over. Uh, Page just because, uh, you know, I mean, when you're diving off the top to the floor and things like that, it's... it's sure. Oh, of course. But, of course. So but, there was a few things, know, but I, I just followed his lead. I followed Brett's lead because he was a yeah. master out there. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, I would like a nice 50-50 is all I'm saying, I guess. Sure. You know, a, a nice 50-50 being able to, you can't go out there and uh, 
do too much ha ha these days and just, you know, call it out there, the whole thing. It just yeah. doesn't work with the style. And these uh, guys are, are such phenomenal athletes, man. Oof. I, I'm not 100%, but I'm pretty sure that now they're kind of letting the guys coming through Performance Center and NXT, giving them more freedom to kind of grow yeah. on their own and maybe come up with their own uh, verbiage. I think, I, I, I don't, you know, I might be wrong on that, but that's kind of the impression I, I get. And especially Sean's going to be down there now. So, Sean Michaels? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah what Sean's do you guys think about that? Hey, Pete, Sean's, move, Sean's moving to Orlando and is going to uh, run the Performance Center. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's fucking awesome. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no, we're good. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really You'd be awesome. great down there, man. I remember. Yeah, I remember. PJ. I just. just I, go ahead. Go ahead. I got a quick story for you. Okay. But go ahead. All right, real quick. You have so much to offer, dude. You still have so much to offer. You talk about me being cerebral and intelligent and all that, but just people listening to you right now can tell you're just as just as much. And uh, I and you don't uh, it, and you know you were talking about the depression stuff early, early, earlier in that and and you know uh, and I have this problem too that I've really been working on like you know we get down on ourselves and we start telling ourselves yeah. that you know we're this or that or we're not any good or we're, you know we're not as you know you know Peach you know I've right. talked about I this. do I do but know. I mean yeah. it's the, it's totally just our stinking thinking man like you're great Peach yeah. dude you still have yeah. so much to offer anyways back to your what was your story no, I just remember because uh, I, I literally actually cried watching um, the Daniel Bryan uh, documentary about the, you know the days and the weeks leading up to his retirement, like his dad dying and you know that whole emotion and you know all the work he's put in. Uh, I went to Sean at Rebecca's house for God almost ten days to help uh, with his. Remember when he had the the uh, TWA Wrestling Academy? Yes. And uh, I was down there with them for a while, and I got to meet him, and it was, you know, he had such a cool thing down there, you know, and I actually ended up working with Sean a little bit, and you know, and it was it was such a pleasure to 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 meet him, and um, and it's a shame more because you know more guys, and I know it's a lot of he actually had that place packed. you know, he had on a little local TV station, you know, I know it's more it's more. It's more work than it is reward, and I understand. I totally understand why he doesn't want to. You know, people like that of this caliber don't want to do it. Sure. But God, I, I just wish little things would start popping up. Ball. I know Booker T has his reality of wrestling. I was with Book not too long ago, and um, I just wish that um, you know, more places had you know those those kinds of little deals where. Everybody could work, you know. There's just so many free agents out there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to get bookings, and it's hard to get bookings at the right price because nowadays, you know, X amount of dollars, or I don't leave the house. Because you exactly. know what I'm thinking. I got to go to Philly this week to do the thing with you. My car breaks down. It's a three and a half, four hour drive. My car breaks down. I'm towing it. It's going to get all effed up. Um, you know, then we go to West Virginia and then we come back and do this and do that. And it's like all of this for, 
for you whatever. Know, it becomes, right. You know, the promoters don't think of that. They're just thinking of, let's make that quick $10, $20 on that 8 by 10 and get the heck out of here. You know, that's what yeah. I hate. I just wish we could we could form some kind of, you know, not a union. Of course, that'll never happen. But I wish there was more like of a, of a body of organization. And I know the NWA is a joke that doesn't exist. <laughs> but uh, I wish there was more of a, uh, more places that could really expose backyarders for being backyarders. And that, you know, funny you say that because but, I have a huge issue with a lot of the people that are being trained uh, and and yeah. uh, initiated into our our business that have no place whatsoever stepping inside a wrestling ring. Uh, I call them cosplayers. They're they're cosplayers because yeah. that's all they. I mean, they 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 go and get their. Uh, in their indie wrestler starter kit off of highspots.com the the you know the plastic right. looking uh pants and uh, you know yep. the kick pads and they're a professional yep. wrestler and their body looks Absolutely. like shit Terry Funk said it to me man he goes god damn it Justin I liked it better when the marks were on the other side of the fence yes you know <laughs> I've actually and, told people uh, that shit. you're on the wrong side of the rail Get back on the other you know, side of the and, rail. Yeah. And one well, thing is, I've flown literally. Last time I was in West Virginia, I flew there and I show up. It was high school. I got paid. You know, so that wasn't a problem. They paid me what they promised me. But it was electrical, the, the yellow cautionary tape for railing. Uh, ten people, all family family members. And the referee had flip-flops, and the ring announcer had shorts, and um, yeah. it just looked like I was I was playing in somebody's. It should have been a birthday party. I, I, I know, I've like seen the, birthday parties. You know, that, uh, I've seen birthday parties that uh, where they bring wrestling in. That that's way more professional than what you're talking about. That's one of the things, Peach. When I show up somewhere, and I get my money. Regardless, I'm getting my money. I get it before I get I before I get on a plane. But right. um, the thing is, when you get there, sometimes the money's just not worth it, man. For how shitty it's you not. feel about being a part of this and being in the ring with some of these guys, you know. And, if and they, it, yeah, and it's yep. just so, and it's embarrassing, man. And then the one or two smart guys in the audience and there's always one or two will be like damn this is what just incredible and x-pop can become yeah they don't know like you know I, it doesn't matter to them that i just made a pocket full of money because the perception is is wow look at these guys right yeah but it's it's uh it's it's just something i wish and we'll never be able to of course i know that but it's just something I wish we could police in a way that, you know, you just, unfortunately, there has been so many guys that get let go and not enough places to go. Um, TNA is always going to be TNA. I think the fans, even though I heard Billy's doing all right over there, I still don't trust it. Um, I just I don't that trust that. I just don't. I just think it's, uh, I'm not buying... Uh, that, Into that. Well, I'm not buying that Dixie no longer has say so on anything. I don't. I think that's bullshit. I'm not buying it. You don't uh, think Billy's really taking I talk, over? I talked. I, I talked to her. I talked to her. 
Yeah. Uh, about three, four months ago. And I knew she was full of it when uh, I said, you know, because um, they have Simon Diamond, who yeah. uh, was in ECW for, for like a heartbeat. And he was a decent local guy, good guy, you know. And he's been their agent for like 10 years. And I'm like, you know, Dixie, I have a lot more to offer. And I, and I get it that you might have heard some things, you know, but I'm okay. Um, As whatever. A, but um, that's ridiculous, though. And she, I'm sorry, keep going. But she sent me, she sent me, she sent me to Big John. Like, oh, Big yeah. John don't know two, two drops of you know what about me. What am I going to go to Big John for? You're you either the boss or you ain't the boss. You can either say, you know what, Pete, you can come in and help the talent. Yeah, Dreamer told me that all the time when Dreamer was over there. Dreamer's like, you know what? I would give him these ideas that I felt were were good, were, uh, you know, building towards something. Um, and they just, you know, I'm not saying Dreamer's, you know, the be-all, end-all, but he knows it. He you knows know, what's he, up. He managed a lot of work he managed a lot of stuff in ECW, and, and I just don't even know why they don't do the old ECW runs. We used to make a ton of money hitting Queens and Poughkeepsie and Philly, and then, like, the War Memorial in Florida. And yeah. then, like, we had these spots, Pittsburgh, that you could run on a regular basis where you wouldn't even lose money, man, because those are the re- where the real fans were. And if you and if you built them up and get went to them every six, seven, eight weeks, and you know had a quarter amount of towns like that where you can go and put on a quality product, television to this day, I believe, I know we have social media, but television to this day is made to put people in towns, remind people that we're coming to your town. I know it's different. You don't do the promos to read the, like the regionals we right. used to do. We, we call them market, spe- you know. market specific promos. Yeah, yeah. market specifics. Yeah. What yeah, a yeah. pain in the ass those were. But, but, Holy shit. Oh, man. Those were horrible. 50, still, 60 you know, of them in a row. You do them, man. You, you, you do them. You yeah. have to. If you're trying to make your company succeed. Sure. You do them. Well, I then, remember being in Buffalo, New York, in the freezing cold, because uh, Jason Knight couldn't get a line right. Lance and I and Dawn Marie was half naked, <laughs> poor girl. We're sitting there till four in the morning outside Buffalo, trying to get this one damn line for Buffalo for next time. You know? Wow. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, man, it, we got to put it, the work in. I and on the flip side of that, it, it, as much as that sucked, at least you didn't. At least. Uh, Kept doing it until got it right and didn't just take, uh, you know, yeah. just say, okay, that'll yeah. that'll work. No. I mean, you guys yeah. had a shoestring budget, but you got the most out of it. And let's talk a little bit about ECW, yeah. uh, Peach, because the, to me, and you and I have talked about this a long time ago when we were doing, like, when we first started X Factor, and you were telling me about your ECW run. And that's where you really gained a lot of confidence, and 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 yes. and Paul really uh, um, had comp- was competent, had a lot of faith in you, and and you really really shined, man. You were the you were the fucking man yeah. there, Peach. Yeah, I mean, thank you. Uh, I mean, if you go to WWE Network and you look from '99 to the end of the company. I mean, well, this could be a good thing and a bad thing, but <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I've ended every every show. Uh, so it's and, your you fault. Know, it's kind of intim- it's intimidating though when when Balls Mahoney, God rest his soul, and Axel Rotten, God rest his soul, you know, they're sitting there bleeding and using chairs, 
And, you know, those shows at the arena were long and those fans were not forgiving. Like, oh, by the way, you're going on last with Jerry Lynn defending the title. Right. You know, <laughs> so they've seen everything. They you haven't know, seen, but, but they didn't. We but pulled it off with flying colors. They seen everything but a hell of a match like that. Yeah. So, well, I mean, yeah. you guys just yeah. did. I mean, yeah. not that you didn't do your share of hardcore shit, Peach, but. I mean, right, right, right. They also loved them some serious wrestling in that building too. Yeah, well, they had, they had. I mean, they had Guerrero, Malenko, Ray, Ray. They had Tajiri, Tajiri, Ray, Ray, Super Crazy, Cicosis. Uh Yeah, so I mean, they had so many good guys go through there, and that's what diversified it. Fans, it was just the right place at the right time because WWF was being so cartoonish and corny. And WCW was offering the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. And fan, real fans, and Philly was the perfect town, wanted to see Cactus Jack. Or, you know, uh, you know, Arn Anderson was in going in between gigs, you know, from uh, WCW to sure. WWF. He'd stop in for a month. Or Steve Austin. You know, or whoever. <laughs> yeah, or Steve Austin, you know. He, he, he was did some of the most memorable stuff ever. I think you that's know, where we he, were, I think Steve told me that's where he found himself promo wise. I yeah, think he told me so. that. I could be mistaken. I'm sure Steve will correct me if he hears this and I'm wrong. <laughs> hmm. But man, you guys were you, it was great, man. I here's the thing, Peach. When um I was working full time for Vince, right? And I would get home and I would look on whatever regional sports channel I could find to watch you guys. You know, I didn't, right, I mean, right. you'd think I'd be, you'd think I would be like up to here uh, with wrestling by the time I got home off the road, uh, you know, off the road. But right, here I am right. wanting to watch uh, some ECW. <laughs> Well, I mean, we 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 just we just wanted to be whatever counterculture was, yeah. Whatever was, you know. And what helped, and what people don't understand, we couldn't get away with this today, was we were playing real real music. And I always thought there was a, a love of rock and roll or hard music, hip hop, whatever style, you know. And and you know, you had these. It was so loud in the arenas because we had real big, you know, DJ speakers like a club. And they're banging out like real tunes, like you know, Alice in Chains and all yeah. these cool songs. Van Dam Van Dam had Pantera, and, and the fans are chanting along with the song. So it's almost like a rock and wrestling done the real way. Yeah. It was hip. It was hip. It wasn't kids. It was twenty something bar uh, college kids who was like. F yeah, this is cool to see wrestling. And you, they, you know, they're bleeding, they're jumping into the crowd, there's rioting going on. And you know, if you know anything about Phil, if you know anything about Philadelphia and the people of Philadelphia, that's right up their alley. Exactly. I love Philly. Yeah. And, and you know what? If you could earn respect in Philly, you could pretty much earn it anywhere. You 100%. know, and, uh, and and it just it was just it was just cool. It was a great moment in time. It'll never happen again. Um, and that's too bad. And I don't mean the hardcore stuff. I mean, I can go with sure. all the hardcore stuff, but just the vibe of it itself was, uh, was, was really neat. And Heyman is, uh, 
I personally, I have no heat with him, but he's a snake. He's a very savvy. He, he is. He's, he's Scott. I thought I thought he, that about Paul in the past. I, he seems he seems like a different cat these days, man. I, I'm just being honest with you. He, he isn't. He isn't. You want to know? Yeah, I've told you this before. Remember Al Pacino in The Devil's Reject? Yeah, of course. Do you remember? That's him. That's him. That's him. Everybody he sees. Oh, PJ. My own PJ. Oh, you, you know, turn around then to somebody else. And then, you know, he just played the game. And that's what you got to do. He's a smart mind. He'd been around a long time. But he never shut off. You know, Paul Heyman was Paul. Well, Paulie was Paulie all the time. And he's still Paulie. And that's why Vince can't stand Paul. Sometimes and they butt heads so much. I'm not saying they don't like each other or or don't respect each other. But uh, what, what, the only thing that makes me sad, and I'll go on record because uh, I had a conversation with Steve Austin about this uh, recently on one of his shows, is that uh, Paul had known that this was all going down, that it was Vince running the show for over a year. And I was making three grand a week. Now, mind you, that's not a lot of money. That's a lot for, of money you know, uh, outside of well, WWF. It is, it is, it is, but it's not X fat. It's not a, a you know DX money or NWO money. But it's good. Uh, for, but Sean, I was working Fridays and Saturdays, staying at home every night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Old school kind of territory days. You know, I was home every night. Maybe a Sunday we'd squeeze in. So to me. I you know under the table. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know? So uh, it was it was great, and um, and you know, and even Dreamer, who was giving us the please don't leave, please don't leave. When finally the last pay per view happened, I called Jim Ross, and then I was looked in, and Paul called me. I can't believe you did this to us. You know, I can't believe you left. After all I did for you, I'm like, dude, now knowing back, I'm like, they've been running the show for over a year. Vintage has been growing all of this. And my wife was running merchandise. Dreamer literally had my wife have two envelopes, one for the loan shark. We call it here in the Italian area. We call them Shylocks. Right. She had one, one, one for the Shylock and one for Paulie. You know, she had like 50 grand in one. Like twenty grand in the other, you know. Right. And she's like, "Don't give the big one. Don't give the big one to Steve Carroll." Uh-huh. I mean, there was some shady shit. If I'd have known, I'd have had that bitch stuck in her bra. Anyways, hey, the I person rest. that makes the most money in wrestling is the one that counts the money first, Peach. Yeah, I that's know, how it used we to were, be. Uh, we were, we were honest people, man. We never, you know what? I never took a dime. But never I mean, there's just you know, so he, there's just uh, so many. I mean, and it, I'd like to think that 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 was a thing in the past, but our industry still attracts a lot of that. Yes, yes, it does. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I'm just, you know, I'm glad we got out of it the way we did, and uh, you know, I'm just glad we were we are where we are because uh, we we've gone through a rough patch and. You know, we're healthier now today. We're smarter today. Yeah. And, and hey, Peach. You know what I mean? We, you know, and there's still a future. There is. That's there's the thing, man. And that's, that's the thing I hope, I hope you realize. There's a future for, 
for people like uh, like us. Like, I mean, you have so much to even seminars, Peach. Even seminars, yeah. you'd be a great seminar guy. Look, your wrestling one hundred and one stuff is fantastic. I don't know if people know. Have you yeah. ever seen any of that, Christy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not his specifically, but that's all great stuff, man. Mm-hmm. It's all great stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I want to continue to do more of the pro wrestling one hundred and ones, where you could just go on YouTube and type it in onto the search bar, and it'll pop up. I have pretty much close to forty of them, I believe, on right now. Um, go. They talk about everything that has to do with their business. Well, a, a lot of things that have to do with their business. Um, main reason I don't do it anymore is because I had this young gentleman uh, who uh, lived in Stanford who did, was unemployed, and he we did it in my garage. He just had all the production tools to make it look uh, nice. Right. And I just don't want to put out an inferior product. And of course, guess who he gets scooped up by the WWE, WWE Network. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, uh, yeah. So, but that's okay. I'm going to find someone else, and uh, hopefully soon um, I'll definitely get back to to doing that. Because it's something I really enjoy doing, and I got a lot of uh, – it's actually a nice feeling when you get kids all around the country, uh, all around the world, really, and just uh, say how much they learned and enjoyed, you know, getting little yeah. tidbits. And that's all it's about. And sometimes it's just that one little tidbit, you know, like Steve Austin. He taught me about running the ropes, and I actually did one about running the ropes and how important it is because so many young kids today, it's like they go to hit the ropes and they stop. Man, if this was real, you'd get pushed into those ropes. You'd hit those ropes, but the ropes are supposed to make you bounce off with well, that, velocity. That was the concept stop. back when that first when people <laughs> first started doing that. That was the concept. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're absolutely right, Sean. So, and you know, he he mentioned that to me in one of our talks, and uh, I, I I did a whole episode on something as simple as running the ropes because that stuff is very important. And if you're going to hit them, hit them. And you one know? of my pet peeves yeah. on that, Pete, is the is you sh- depending on the size of the ring, you should be taking no more than about three steps to, 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 to go across the ring. Yes. Else you look like, you know, bar, yep. like one of the Flintstones when they're, when they're running the, uh, driving their car and their little feet are, you know, going on the ground. Yep. It's like, uh, yep. I saw- Oh my God. It's just one of my pet peeves. That's, a, that's what the hearts always taught us. They taught us to count one, two, three. And then turn. turn. Boom. Yep. One, two, three, turn. WWE was a little harder. I just took longer steps. But it was still, it still stayed true to a, a similar thing because if you're doing four and five, it looks ridiculous. Yeah. And also, and also, I, I also learned this more from you. Uh, why you're going to bring a guy all the way to the back of the turnbuckle to shoot him across if you already have midway a ring? Exactly. Mid ring. It's just you wasted, know it's wasted movement, and it messes yeah. up the flow of the match. Exactly, and it makes it quicker, quicker yeah. to the pace. Yeah, no, just little things like that that I tried to address, and and and, and other little nuggets that uh that I remember in my pea brain, um, you know. So, but I I, I really you know if you guys out there listening uh, are interested, please check it out. You'll you'll enjoy them. At least you'll get a good laugh at how um, ugly my face is and big my teeth are. So anyway. how, how do they check it out? Please? Everybody, uh, go to. Uh, you know, YouTube.com and just type on on the search engine Pro Wrestling 101. Simple as that. You know, a lot of people thought I was Glenn Ruth. Really? 
I would yeah, never I mistake. I love Glenn, but I would that, never mistake you for Glenn Ruth. Never. Is that, uh, just because you're both bald? <laughs> hey, they got a spot. We need to go back. Oh, they, they, oh, I, I think that go. was just a one-off for those guys. Hey, t- Peach, I I, um, tell me about your um, you're back on the DDP yoga now? Yeah, I, I gained I gained a, a real, real immense amount of weight. You don't say. Uh, just for more. I'm sorry? You don't say. <laughs> well, I, well, what's, well, what's worse for me is I look like a Samoan. I got a big ass and a big belly, so kind of like it's coming out both ways. So I, I'm uh, I'm about two hundred, two hundred ninety five pounds right now. Holy to be shit, honest, really? um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Just I'm just being real with uh, with you. And uh, that was a picture I took when I was at the height of my yoga. It was not, it was not, and I, I posted it, it's not recent. It wasn't but, that, uh, that long ago, go- though, Peach. It wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. So I know I could do it, uh, you know, um, I've just been doing a lot of sugars, eating a lot of things I shouldn't eat, and quite frankly, having a couple of cocktails I shouldn't sure. be having. Which has, um, which alcohol but- is sugar, too. It's sugar. A lot of sugar, right? So uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna start and uh, just start hitting it hard. And uh, Dallas actually was kind enough to send me the app, which has all this new stuff on it. Yeah, he so sent I'm me that. He sent me that, that too. Out, yeah, 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 definitely. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Hey, Peach, can we talk a little bit about like our uh, time as X Factor? Because uh, that was I I really enjoyed the hell out of that, man. I did too, man. I thought it was my dream come true. I thought I, I thought you and I could have gone on to be, uh, and I'll, I'll go deeper into this. You're gonna be, uh, you're gonna be amazed. Well, maybe not amazed, but you're gonna be interested in what I have to say. I, you know, I'm coming back in. I'm coming in with my boys. Um, this is amazing. Matt Bloom, Albert, you know, cool dude, wrecking ball kind yeah. of guy. Wasn't he great at his um, role, man? And he listened, right? He listened and he soaked yeah, it all he in. Yeah. Oh, he was such a cool dude, man. And uh, I just figured that it was going to be um, something something great. We could have been like that, you know, and, and a lot of people have said it. We could have been that, that acting, that Midnight Express style, hit him and run kind of team with that big heater behind us. You know, sure. Um, and uh, you know, I just when I got there, man, it just kind of I, I always felt, and this is maybe in my own brain. I I, I think I, I ruined my own career because you're in ECW. You're basically I was basically running the show. You know, I was I was trying to be Shawn Michaels in ECW. If, if somebody did something to me in a match or if somebody screwed up a spot. I'd, I'd start yelling. <laughs> Sounds things. like somebody else I know. Oh, oh, right oh yeah, I would. This ask, guy ask, right here. Poughkeepsie, <laughs> poor Tajiri kicked me in the face, and he really, I mean, he, he like, I was out. Oh. Dude, I came through those curtains, and I was just throwing shit all over the place. Like, you motherfuckers, <laughs> you know, Oscar, sorry, 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 sorry. Um, you know, just calling him all kinds of names, and. And of course, it's great to watch Paul beg off because he's so fake about it. But uh, anyways, I just thought I was who I was, and uh, 
But anyways, I, I was there and I just felt like I felt like Aldo again. Really, when you were you with know what the, I mean? when, when you were with uh, with with Matt and I. Yeah, I felt like Aldo again. I just wow, didn't that feel, sucks, um, man. I just it wasn't, and nobody, not only did nothing to me. I just felt like okay, I can't do my tombstone out of respect to Mark, nor would I ever try. You just don't do that. You right. know what I mean? Because I had that. I, mine wasn't like his. It was a spinner. It was like a corkscrew spinner. And then, uh, you know, even though Sean had not come back yet, and you know, now you see fifty super kicks a match. But back then, out of out of knowing what I know and respecting Sean the way I do, I wouldn't throw a super kick. So there's two moves right out the window. The, well, you and I threw um, a double super I, kick uh, when you came down to, um, yes, in that yes, one match, yes, your debut. Yeah, but that was I felt that was different. You know, it was it was I don't know. I just I guess I felt the shadow of of the intimidation of of, of Aldo. Uh, you know, and then Hunter's telling me, you know, I couldn't be Justin from ECW. And then Hunter's telling me, get tights, which I understand he wants to make it look like like a unit and like pro wrestling. And then the alliance happened right after that. You know, we didn't even get a blow-off match. You well, and I, I think I worked with Albert once. Huh. I just, you know, because you know it's I'm remembering yeah. all the really good shit we did. All the really yeah, good matches we were involved in. I guess I'm looking at it from a different point of view. And I remember you mentioning, yeah. you were mentioning to me uh, one time, and forgive me if I'm telling stories out of school, but you actually said to me that you felt like you were riding my coattails one time. And you really did say that to me. And I'm like, are you crazy, Peach? Are you crazy, man? Like you're carrying, you're carrying equal, dude. You're out there doing equal share, ton of the work. A lot of the ideas are yours. Uh, it's just, man, I, I couldn't believe when I heard you say that because it was so just, not I true. Guess, I guess I just, I guess I just looked up to you so much that I, I didn't want to. I just wanted to keep my mouth shut. You know, I looked up to you so much. I just wanted to, you know kind of which was the wrong thing to do but i remember we co-main evented madison square garden with the hardys yeah we used to kill it with the hardys um honestly we you killed know, it with uh, everybody we worked with peach yeah the kid the chris's benoit and jericho uh-huh. we worked with them a lot up in canada we worked with jericho and benoit a lot we had good matches we had and we hey even though it was a pre-show i got i got to wrestle at wrestlemania so Oh, you yeah. Know. Remember that? Remember how pissed yeah. off I was? Because they purposely yeah. did that to us. Because you guys were on the pre-show? Or? Yeah. Well, I made a comment one time. Like, uh, I wanted to know who we were working with at WrestleMania. And yeah. somebody told me, oh, we don't know yet. And I said something like, you mean to tell me fucking Doink has a match at WrestleMania already and I don't? Well, that was the last right. thing I should have said because they made sure I didn't have a match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. We were on the card, but we were like, like the match so right before. But yeah, we still killed right. it. it yeah. We killed it, man. We had a hell of a match. We had a hell of a match. Yeah. 
Well, you know, Dustin, before yeah, we, we let you go, I want to touch on kind of a different aspect of your life because we can hear your kids in the background. They're with you, and you mentioned your yes. wife a couple times. She sounds like a real, a real down chick. So what does your family yeah. think of sort of where you're at in your life right now, and do they give you advice about what to do next? Not really. They, honestly, wrestling to them is uh, something I used to, even when I was there, they really don't care. Uh, it, it, it's amazing. Uh, my oldest son is 16, and Nicholas. he's a high school. He's, he's, he's a junior. He's gonna he's gonna be graduating next year, and he he does high school wrestling and like you know amateur style. And they're just into their video games, their space and superheroes, and 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 stuff like that. And you know they don't care about what dad used to do. Because they never saw dad on the main stage. They will either, care. So they, think it's, they will care, Pete. I promise you that. Yeah. What would you say if, if any of your kids wanted to pursue WWE? What would you say? Absolutely not. Oh. All um, right. Absolutely Good not. to know. Why? Why, Peach? <laughs> if you not. don't mind me asking you. Why? Yeah. I mean, I, that might sound like a stupid question. Uh, just no, be- it's not. Just because of, like, all, all of our friends that are, are no longer with us and, and that. But um, it, it sure seems to have changed now. Like, I mean, it, it seems like a little bit it is safer of a, of, a, of a thing to let your children. Uh, it seems like a safer industry yeah. to let your children enter these days. Oh, you can't. You, you can't even compare uh, how much they've come along. I mean, it's more. It's almost like the NFL. You know, which is almost annoying because I hate the way they stop matches for no reason. Uh, you know, sometimes because um, you know how it is, dude. If somebody stopped one of our matches, huh, they'd be stopping every match that I was ever part of. They'd be getting my foot in their mouth, dude. I'd literally remember. Do you remember when Sabu when uh, you know they had hey, Bill Alfonso get the tape from the barbed wire and wrap his arm? Yeah, and I wrestled. You know the story? I wrestled. Sh- Tell the story, man. Oh, they were wrestling a barbed wire match, and uh, Shane Douglas was in the corner, and Sabu ran to do a leg, a running leg, Larry, into the corner. Shane was moved, and Sabu's arm got completely tore to the bicep, uh, pretty much clean, you know, because he ripped it, you know, probably a foot long. And instead of getting medical attention immediately, he just told Bill Alfonso Fonzie to get some tape, taped himself up. And I did a similar thing when I was wrestling Shane Douglas. I still see I'm looking at my left hand. I see the scar. Uh, I hit the guardrail. It just opened up where I saw white. I saw the side. I just, you know, Francine tape up my hand. And you keep going. You never call a match like that. I kill somebody. Yeah. You do it for their best interest, and you know. Yeah, well, There's that's that's kind of why they have to do it because if you leave it up to us, we'll go, we'll go until we're dead. Once yeah. we're out there, yeah. so I mean, yeah. in that regard, it's it has to be up to them. It's just like back in the well, day. I remember Tony Garia asking one of the guys. So, hey, it's your call. Are you okay to do it? And I got pissed, Peach. I said, God damn it, Tony. It's not his fucking call. Because if you ask anybody in this locker room, if they're good to go, they could be on their fucking deathbed, and they're still going to tell you they're good to go. So it can't be their call. That I was yeah. that pissed. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, it's true. It's true. We'll, uh, we'll always, we'll always go out there no matter what. I was just going to call for the end of this podcast, but I'm afraid now. (laughs) (laughs) Peach, you were talking about yelling at people in the ring. I was notorious, and I still do. I'm so fucking bad at that now, Peach. Still. Well, because a lot of the guys I'm a lot of the guys I'm in there with are so green. So I mean, you know how right. I was back then. What guys that kind of that, that knew what they were doing, relatively speaking. Imagine how I am yeah. in the ring now with guys that are just kind of pretty much clueless. Oh, I I I I, I, I one time I lost my mind. I literally <laughs> I was wrestling for Combat Zone Wrestling CZW. Uh-huh. And I did, I did this, this the, the thing I do all the time where I slide, going for a baseball slide. I didn't, I miss it. I yeah, not myself. yourself. And, and this, this little 120 pound kid comes running in and hits me literally, or kicks flat foot, kicks me as hard as he can, right in the face, unprotected. I mean, like as hard as oh, he can. Jesus. Like there's extension. I literally stopped selling, dove at him. Ran him around the ring till he fucking tagged out, and then slammed me, and then slammed the other guy on top of me. I moved out of the way. I said, "Fuck you! I'm gonna kick that fucking prick's ass when he gets to the back." <laughs> just, just like a complete, just like no sell of everything. And dude, Peach, if I saw you, if I saw you that mad, I'd be scared, honestly, dude, because you're just the the, the most mild mannered cat going. So if somebody gets you that pissed up, like I honestly would head the other way. Passive aggressive. Uh, oh, no, that's me I too. Mess with that's that. And that's I why you and I are a lot alike, man. Uh, we yeah, are, dude. We, we really are it, when it comes it. to stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm saying, Paige, you man, there's so much, there's still so much out here that, that you can offer and that, uh, that, that it can offer you, man. Like there, people are doing seminars now. There's a whole like new cottage industry of just going around doing seminars. I just don't like doing them. Yeah. The only reason I don't do them, you'd be great at it. You'd be fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I've done a couple. I've done a couple. I, I, I just, um, in the New York area too, as you've learned now, you're still in Philadelphia, uh, John. I'm in LA now. Are you still? Oh, you're in LA now. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm um, I, I'm bi coastal, but I'm stay. You know, I'm mostly in LA. Yeah, you're going back. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Oh, you know, over here, it's just like so many guys uh, to choose from. That you know, if one guy says. You know, it's hard to get a decent price, put it that way. It becomes more about the financials. Sure. Because I've done quite a few. Uh, I've done them in Vegas, and I did uh, very well. Actually, I've done them in New York, done well. But, uh, you know, you know what I literally had to do once? And this is what I mean about the business. At a practice, not even a match, at just like uh, a wrestling training workout, uh, some kids paid me $250 to work out with them. Like have a fake match in the ring with them. Wow, yeah. Not even in front of people. Yeah, and you and, know that's that's you know, and it's and it's cool, whatever. But uh, I, you know, there's just um, in the West Coast, there's just a lot. It takes and two social media, I think, really uh, has clogged. There's a it's clogged like our feeds. Like every time you see a poster, 
And I look at these posters. I don't know who these people are. So I stop paying attention to the posters. I end up looking at sports scores or something like that or or porn if I have to. Um, <laughs> no, whatever. If you have to. Sometimes it just pops up. Sometimes it just pops up. I think there's just, way, there's way too much product for the demand. I think that that's the problem. I, I, I agree with many, you. I agree too with many you. in already. Like, like the terrorists are already in the country. Yeah, we let too many of them in. We have let them too. We let too many in already, and we have to now start eradicating them in ways where we just don't book them. And promoters, real promoters, got to smarten up and just book the proper people. Interesting way to get it down to them. That's true. I think it's true, man. And you're like, here's a. I agree with you about the about it being. You know, there's just being a glut of product out there. Uh, I just think that. a good product will always will always do okay. I'd like to think that. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the stuff they're doing out in LA, the PWG is amazing. They're doing great stuff. Sure. You know, yeah. um, I couldn't do that stuff, but God bless them, man. They're they're kicking butt and they're drawing. You know, one night after another. You know, we need places like that. Uh, in all good wrestling cities. It doesn't have to be a mirror that, but different styles and different places and, and get good followings. We don't need to have uh, promoters that are guilty of it too, where they will, you know, want to be rivals. And it's a small town of a thousand people and they'll have two promotions running on a Friday night. Yeah. Well, you Justin, know, that if stuff's got to stop, you know. If you do come to LA to check out PWG, make sure you come on back on the show. We'll have you in studio and we'll yes. catch up with you again. Yeah, and if you're ever in LA, I would gladly shoot your uh, pro wrestling 101 videos. Yeah, no my my my, my producer Jimbo Slice is a is a, is a he can do that stuff. He's great <laughs> at it. Uh, hey man, it'd be a pleasure. It'd be my honor. It'd, I'd be there in a second. So anytime, guys. Anytime. Hey, Peach, how can how can people yes, how can people find you on social media and all that stuff? Um, well, mostly these days, uh, I'm a Twitter guy. So Twitter at PJ Polacco, P-O-L-A-C-O, uh, Instagram, the same thing, PJ Polacco and, uh, my website, the T H E just com, And of course my YouTube channel, pro wrestling one Uh, my email for bookings is on my Twitter handle, uh, you know, my profile page. I'm very easy to get to. So, uh, you know, and I respond back to everybody with intelligent questions. So hit me up if you just want to chat. I'm always here. And uh, God, guys, thank you so much. It's, it's an honor always to talk to one of the greatest of all time, oh, Sean stop Waltman. It, and, uh, stop you it. know, I feel about you. I you love know, I feel you, man. You. I feel hey. Very strongly about you. Hey, Peach, I love you very you know? much, man. And, and I can't wait to see you on Saturday Ooh. on our way to Ransom, West Virginia. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's going to be awesome. We're going to have a good time. Yes. All right. Thank All right, brother. you so thank much, you so Justin. Much. We'll let you get back to the fam. <laughs> there they are. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Yes. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. I felt like a fly on the wall for that one. You felt like a fly on the wall for the yeah, last one, too. Yeah, like I didn't even, like I don't even Good need to be here Good thing I don't have almost. a fly swatter with me. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I love to hear about you guys, your time at ECW, and man, he didn't hold back on his opinion on a lot of things, which right. I can really appreciate. Yeah, I, I was, and, and you know, 
and and he has his reasons for that. You know, I just, I have different experiences with with people, and like you know, but I respect totally respect what he has to say on those things. Well, he gave you a lot of praise too, and called you kind of a mentor, even though he's only a couple years younger than you. How does it feel to hear that? Oh, I. I don't know, Christy. I obviously it doesn't suck to hear that, <laughs> right? You know, I'm so. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us this week on Xbox One Two Three Sixty to check out all of our episodes and to see who's going to be on the show next week. Make sure you like our Facebook page at facebook.com/slash Xbox One Two Three Sixty Show. You can always follow me at Christy Reports and hit me up if you've got any scoop. You know, I love the news. I am your AfterBuzz TV managing editor and chief correspondent of our pro wrestling news division. This has been Xbox 360. Where can they check you out at online, Sean? Oh, on Twitter. I'm like I'm like I'm You're like just incredible. Uh, I, I just rocked the Twitter and it's at the real Xbox. All right. Yes. Well, follow that and we will see you all next week for another episode of Xbox 12360. Yeah, follow that. <laughs>